welcome into another edition of The Session with Londa and David. My name is David Austin, and sitting right across from me, my beautiful bride, Londa Sherwood Austin, rocking it out today. Hello, hello. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> what are we, British or are I we from know. Finley? I don't know. I don't know, know what I don't we're know doing. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Today's going to be a fun session because it's going to be a lot less serious than the last edition wow. of the session. That was heavy. We're going to get back to doing, you know, more focused on what we do, which is helping uh, businesses, people, corporations increase their productivity, increase their profitability and making, you know, thriving economies for everyone. Because as I say, Money does not buy you happiness, but it sure does give you choices. Well, that's exactly right. And that's the purpose of the program to help businesses with their customer service skills and help salespeople with the sales process. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much what we do mm-hmm. here at the session with Londa and David available on your favorite smart speaker mm-hmm. um, on all the different podcast media. Yep. Um, and on YouTube. So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you Love know, it. our last edition was different than what we normally do because we wanted to get to the crux of uh, uh, healthcare customer service. And that's kind of an overlooked media I think medium so. a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people in the healthcare industry are specifically trained to give excellent customer service because I don't think they are salespeople. At least I don't think they think of themselves as salespeople. They don't think of themselves as salespeople. They are. They think of themselves as caretakers. Right. Um, And so sales training uh, and customer service training would be really beneficial in the healthcare industry. But I don't know if they do that, but I would love to work with an organization that does. Yeah. And that's that's the most exciting part about what Sherwood Austin Business Growth Experts does because Mm -hmm. they help businesses regardless of what the business does cater better to customers. Yeah, because all I have to do is see the system, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, when I work with a company, they they show me what they already have in place. Mm -hmm. I look at, I kind of do a full diagnostic almost on their current practices, their current processes. I want to know, you know, maybe what their compensation structure is or what their, sure. I want to know, you know, what's your presentation look like? How do you make a pitch? How do you close a deal? How do you, what do you say when you're on the phone? How do you make appointments? I mean, I want to look at it all. I want to look at their financials. If mm-hmm. that, if that's, there's different levels of what we offer, but, mm-hmm. um, and then we don't always throw out everything they're doing. I think some people think, oh, they're going to come in and, and, you know, revamp my whole system. No, right. no, 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 no. If it's working, let's keep it in place. Oftentimes, all I have to do is find those little areas that just need a shift. Sure. Like, it's often a shift in wording or right. a shift in cadence or sh- they're really minor things, but... The magic of what we do is we see and hear things that other people don't. I think that's interesting. And on that note, I want to talk about two customer service experiences we had this week that are specific to coffee houses. 
Oh, yeah. We went on the hunt. We did. We went on the hunt. We went to several coffee shops. Um, One that I want to talk about, Megan was working. What's that coffee shop called? Um, it's called Hillcrest. That's exactly Hillcrest right. Hillcrest Coffee. Hillcrest Coffee in Lakeland, Florida, in the Dixieland subdivision. Historical district. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they have all the trappings. <laughs> they have all the trappings of being coffee snobs. And here's what I mean. Oh, yeah. The look of the shop is really cool. Super it's cool. really hip. Yeah. The uh, the decorations, I don't know if that's what you call the way the a place looks, the decor, thank you. Um, really hip, not hipstery, but really cool. Yeah. And the coffee setup, really, really coffee shop snob quality well, coffee. I think what you mean is craft coffee. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, craft coffee. <laughs> and let me tell you coffee. something, living, li- living in Washington forever... Going into a yeah. coffee shop that considers itself craft coffee, coffee. Um, I walk up to the counter and I say, hey, I'd like to get an Americano with sugar-free vanilla and cream. And normally they look at me like this. <laughs> like there's something wrong with me because I want... Ugh, sugar-free vanilla, or flavoring at all. If they want to do a fancy pour-over, they don't want me to put flavoring in that because they're excited about the Peruvian beans. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. That was As they not, should be. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was not my experience at Hillcrest Coffee. No, Megan was awesome. Megan was the cheeriest frontline worker in yeah. any coffee shop I've ever been in. And, and we have kids in coffee that are great at it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, but that's a really good point. Whoever is your point person, the first person that anybody comes in contact with, whether it's walking in the door or on the phone, yes, that person, if you don't put money into anywhere else in your company, but only put money into getting good training for mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. it will completely change how business is done because when that person is good Mm -hmm. makes all the difference we walked into hillcrest coffee looks like a super cool little place such Um, a cool vibe it's a it's a house that's been converted into a coffee shop and it's right off the main drag so you gotta know kind of where to go to get there we found it but it, though. We it, navigated it, it was easy it we was easy there. they have a parking lot um yeah it's literally one block off the main drag but it's kind of a destination coffee shop which again my buddy les savage told the the guy who rented starbucks's first location i don't know that people would go travel for that well apparently 40 yeah, years later will. they do yeah. Right. So anyway, we're we're at this coffee one shop. One mistake. And and Les I Savage makes one mistake. He didn't make a mistake. Career. It's just funny. And it's neat that he had that brush with history, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Megan and Hillcrest, I'm sorry I interrupted. I order my drink and she said the best thing I've ever heard. I said I'd like an Americano with uh sugar free vanilla and right then she goes, Mmm, yummy. Yeah. Instantly, I felt like I belonged there now because yeah. she's not looking at me going, hey, jerk, yeah. this is fancy coffee. You're trying to figure out how much money you can spend here uh-huh. and is it okay to give her a hug? Right. That That's moment. exactly <laughs> what happened. And I wanted to pick her up and put her in my pocket because yeah. she's a tiny person <laughs> and is. take her home and have her do our coffees there. As but I know say, that's a not a thing. person. Yes, a demitasse person. And everybody <laughs> in the place, customers, 
and workers were happy to happy, be there. Happy, happy, happy. And having fun. Except the couple kind of behind us who was... They were plotting a coup. They were plotting some sort of um, coup within yes, their company. Yes. And it was fascinating. The only thing I heard is when the guy said so-and-so and the lady said, I hate her. Followed was, by... Everybody hates her. That was shocking. But it was a lot of hushed tones and a lot of, oh, we'll just keep this between ourselves right. while we while we see this through, blah, da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to. I want to know what business that was so I can be a part of the coup. Me too. The TikTok guy that we listened to that said, I don't understand people oh, he, who argue in public. Yeah, but, but I'll I, sure talk I sure, about it. It was like one yeah. of those moments. It really yeah. was. But anyway. I love that I've got you hooked on TikTok. It's, it's goofy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that that guy was funny. That yeah. one video of his was funny, so, and and the Hispanic kid that makes fun of his dad by doing Hispanic accents. Oh, he does um, how Latinos do this, or how Latinos do that, or how he does lots of different voices, like how white guys blah blah yeah, blah, yeah, or yeah. like like helping my dad fix a car when I was right, a kid, or right. I don't know his name, but he's hilarious. And growing up in the Yakima Valley, uh-huh. uh huh, that was I mean a, a very um agricultural um area right very you know so i was like like lived that the kid when he talks about going out and you know picking fruit with his dad or whatever i'm like oh my god i remember doing that and anyway it's just funny i like that guy because he's funny and he does funny accents and funny voices which i enjoy doing but now it's racially insensitive of me to do those voices. It Every is voice. sometimes, but I, I wonder why. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get you off this. I wonder why super <laughs> super southern accents are okay to everybody. I don't understand that. If I do like an angry prospector voice, nobody goes, "Hey, what the hell are you talking about, boy?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's okay. But if you do, I'm so scared right now. I'm not going to do Can any inappropriate. This? I'm not going to do any inappropriate accents. But like when I when I do my impression of my friend Moses, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to talk like my Moses, friend Moses. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. This is beautiful. <laughs> I'm just doing my Moses. I and hear you, him in and my that's head. That's usually what you're doing. You're doing people you've known. Oh, that's exactly right. Yes, that's exactly right. And you mean no harm. No harm. Yes, I my my Pakistani person that I do Pakistani Panther. I love Pakistani Panther, but I have a friend who is of Eastern Indian descent, and he thought I was picking on Indian people hearing me do Aww. my accent to him. So yeah, you got to be careful unless you look like the group you're doing an impression of. Then everybody's fine with it. I think that's the truth. Uh, I don't know, and I don't even know how we got off into the We were the talking weeds. about the kid that well, does his start, dad. Yeah, but let's... Okay, so let's circle back to Hillcrest well, Coffee. I, it was great. Let's say, though, um, don't do that at work. Probably not a good thing to do that at work. But we could. It makes me want to talk about social media and what you post on your social media and all that stuff. So maybe we can get to that about maybe, how maybe it affects we'll your back. business. How about that? That's yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll circle back to all that. Right. Well, watch the but, time so we don't get too far in the weeds. So Hillcrest Coffee... Really cool coffee experience. Now, oh, go ahead. Oh, but the coffee R- spectacular. Like we've been looking, we've been searching and yeah. searching. I have anyway for a craft coffee place that would be great to get coffee here, and we found as I'm drinking my nasty Keurig that's sitting here. But decaf, you do what you have to decaf do. Decaf black in a pinch. Yeah, but 
Hillcrest Coffee has fit the bill. I got a pour over. She's like, oh, you might want to try the Peruvian this, pour this over. new pour over that we just yeah. got in. Mm-hmm. And I, she, they started speaking my language. They're talking about the different kinds of beans that they have. And I see behind the counter, they have a matcha uh, mixer. With, it's a... Um, it's a maybe bamboo or something whisk and a, and a little bowl. And I was like, Oh my God, these guys are. Yeah. I don't know what any of that means, but they're legit. Craft coffee could easily become coffee snobs could easily do that. Mm -hmm. I think the reason people like them is because they are accessible and they're not at all snobby. When she said, Oh, yummy to my sugar-free vanilla. I fell in love with that kid. I'm going back there because of that. She didn't look at me funny. She didn't say, oh, we don't do sugar-free, which most craft coffee places say. That would That's a really good point for people to mm-hmm. take, and it can be applied in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I know it, I'm just thinking about how to apply it in different industries, but like even in real estate, which right. I, I practice in Washington, you know, I've heard realtors uh you know, they get in a conversation with someone who says they're buying a home and, oh, well, I'm a listing agent. Right. Well, that that doesn't, you can convey that information just like the mask information. You can convey the information without making it the focus right. of the conversation. Yes. For instance, that's really exciting that you're looking to buy a house. Tell me more. Let them give you all the information because they're excited about it. Get yeah. on, get in their groove, get on their level, pull some information out of them, let them be excited and then say, I think I've got the perfect agent that I can connect you to that will be an absolute perfect fit for you. I like that. Yeah, I, and if they ask, well, what about you? Well, I... I primarily do listings, but this kind of thing happens all the time. And so, you know, I work with buyers, agents, and, I, and I've got just the right one in mind for you. Let me go ahead and get you in touch with them now. I like that. It just seems a lot friendlier, a lot. You, mm-hmm. there's, a, mm-hmm. there's a better way to say no than no. Right. And I was, I've been reading a book that was recommended to me by our oldest son, Peter. Mm-hmm. And it's called The $6,000 Egg. Okay. And what a great book. And I texted him. I said, uh, I could have written this book. I should have written this book. <laughs> but you didn't write the book. I may still write this book. Not, <laughs> not that exact book, you know, but it's something I could easily have written. And, and it actually inspired me that, you know, it wouldn't be that hard to actually put my intellectual property into book form. Well, and, and you have done that before. I have. That was a lifetime ago. But... But yes, um, but not in this industry, in, in this customer service industry. But the $6,000 egg is all about that. It's the, the new 10, mm-hmm. you know, golden rules for customer service. It's a great book. Pick one up. Um, get a used copy. New, I'm serious. Like, you can get new if you want, but the used copy I got is in perfect condition. Okay. New or $43 on Amazon. Okay. Used was $9. I'm just saying. I'm trying to, you know, be fiscally conservative. I and if you're at a brick and mortar bookstore, it would be under business books, I'm assuming? Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. I ordered it from Amazon because Prime. You know, the, the only book that makes me want to fist fight is the book Who Moved My Cheese? Because okay. that could have been entirely told in one page. This could have been an email. It could have been <laughs> an email. In fact, <laughs> that should be the name of your next book. This could have been an email. Oh, 
That's Maybe. a good book title. I like that idea. That's exactly right. I like that because yeah. that particular story is such an easy story to digest. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be 88 pages right. for me. So so in this book, The $6,000 Egg, he's talking about, he's talking to this particular business owner, and I apologize, I don't remember who it is, but, um, and he says, our motto is we never say no. I like that. And so find a way to learn to say no in a different way. Well, maybe in a way that's not super negative. It's just like when somebody applies for a home loan. Mm-hmm. I guess the reason I'm kind of a softer, cuddlier loan officer is because when I work with people who don't qualify, mm-hmm. I call them back and I talk to them about how they can qualify. Yeah, I've never not heard why you they say, don't qualify. I've never heard you say to somebody you don't qualify. Right. And I say, hey, listen, there's some work we need to do to get you ready. That's exactly what you say. Yes. That sounds a lot better than, oh, no, you can't buy a house. You know what I mean? Just like. And it's true. And if you think that way, you convey the information that way. A lot of people who are in business are looking Mm -hmm. at doing a deal now because they have to feed their family in 30 days. So they're not looking to grow a deal over Mm -hmm. time. They're looking to close a deal. And that makes sense. But you got to be able to communicate. You got to do both. You, you do. And, and you know, it's like sales breath, right? We've talked about this, maybe not on this particular show, but if you have sales breath, people yeah. can smell it and they don't want to buy from you. Right. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Okay. So we'll put a pin in that. We've talked about Hillcrest Coffee. Now I want to talk about unfiltered in Bartow, Florida. Yep. Here's why I want to talk about it. I went there for a coffee shop and instead found an art hub. I did yeah. not find a coffee shop. Yeah. They sell coffee, but that's not what they do. They're yeah, a, really they're a group place. of artists mm-hmm. who are together. And when you walk in the store, they're a coffee shop. They've got pastries, but it's the most eclectic looking yeah. place. It's kind of it's kind of like you're walking into a major metropolitan art hub in a big city where 30 artists are there co-working. Mm-hmm. That's what that place is. That yeah. place is not. And and we came across the owner. Yep. Because I said we ordered a coffee and then we were standing there um, as they were making it. And I said to the person making the coffee, I said, so what's the story with this place? Because mm-hmm. I can't quite figure out what, what it is. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. And I heard someone behind me laugh. And then you said this, is it a retail space? Is it an event space? Is it a coffee shop? I can't tell. And the person behind you who laughed introduced herself. Jeannie. Jeannie, and she was the owner. Yeah. And she explained to us what they do. Go ahead and tell she that She said story. that you're exactly right. That's we're exactly what shop, she said. We're a coffee shop, we're an event space, and we're a retail store for our artists Mm -hmm. who work upstairs in private space. They've got a silversmith. Mm -hmm. She makes clothing. Mm -hmm. It's just such a really cool, eclectic place. Mm -hmm. Coffee is an afterthought there. It is not the main attraction. And that's interesting. And she told us why. I asked her, I said, hey, listen, um, this didn't start as a coffee shop, did it? And she laughed and said, no, 
this is an art hub mm-hmm. and we sell retail, but you know what? Having a place for artists to work doesn't pay the bills. So we had to make a coffee shop. Right. And that's genius. And, and I would, if she ever listens to this, mm-hmm. I would love to work with her on the coffee side of what they're doing. Sure. With the people who are involved in that. Right. Because I already have a, a few ideas that I think could really, um, really increase their profits. And I thought it was really interesting when I said to her, hey, are your girls behind the counter artists too? And she said, well, yes, this one has an art degree. And then she asked the other one, and the other one is an artist as well. Mm-hmm. They are not lifelong food service people. Right. So that's that. That's an opportunity there to enhance the business. Right. The, the coffee one, quality is great. The, the pastries are good. Okay, it's not Hillcrest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, what Let's I mean is, it's, away. when I say great, I mean it's it's... It's serviceable. It's good. You right. can en- you can enjoy yourself there. The pastries are amazing. Yes, the, the, the they look amazing anyway. Right, and um, one that we tasted tasted amazing. But I think the it's bagel. because they're ordering them from artists who do pastries. Right? I gotcha. So here's one thing I would say. I'll I'll give this for free. Okay. I would get somebody in there mm-hmm. whose art is coffee. Oh, have a craft coffee person in there doing Running it. the coffee side of it. Because then it's, then it's on brand right. and yeah. it would really up-level the coffee. I gotcha. It's an event space. People yeah. people do bridal showers I got 15 there. other things, though, she can pay me to hear about. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. They, they, they do all kinds of neat stuff. It's a super eclectic place. Yeah. The coffee is okay, but you go for the art. You go for the place. You mm-hmm. go for the event space. You don't go just for coffee. Right. Hillcrest, on the other hand, is a place you go just for coffee and it has a cool yeah. environment. Right. Different environment, though. Not as much art has been put into it because these are artists right. who now sell coffee. I suspect the other place, and I don't know this, I suspect the other place is coffee lovers who incorporated some art into their space. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. and the reason we went to Unfiltered is because of a connection that we made Mm-hmm. Yesterday, right when we went to 1921, 1961. I'm sorry, 1961. I called it 1941 a few Good grief. programs ago. 1961. Yes. We we're waiting for the food truck rally to start in Munn Park in Lakeland, which was amazing. But um, so we we popped into 1961 and made a connection there. Right. And I want to talk about connections and how important that is. For any person that's great in business see i knew if we talked about the coffee shop stuff <laughs> it would get us to the next thing on the outline which is connections in business yeah so i like how you make it sound like we're organized because we're not <laughs> uh but you but did anyway, do, you did do an I outline did, though and talk about what you i didn't wanted. do an outline but i did say i want to mention this yeah two things masks and business yep. and mm-hmm. connections mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but yeah, we made a connection with somebody there who um, is a speech pathologist. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And her friend, who's a realtor. Yep. And and they've been friends for thirty five years. Yep. I was going to yeah. say over thirty, but thirty five yeah. years. Anyway, they they both said, "Hey, you have to try unfiltered in Bartow." Yes. Because it's such a cool place. That's and, right. And uh, one of them, they're they're having the daughter's bridal shower there. I think so. In a few that weeks. That makes more sense now that I know that it's an event space. That's exactly right. Because you think, thought, why are you going to a yeah. coffee shop for that? I don't get it. Right. But anyway, so that connection put us there spending mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And now talking about it and really giving them some promotion here that, you know, isn't costing them anything, which hopefully will make some more connections for them. And <clears throat> what made me really think about how important connections are in business and mm-hmm. why it's important it's important to always be connecting people to other people and resources and solutions. And I think I like being a connector, solving a problem for someone sure, and trying to help their business grow by connecting them to somebody who I think can help their business grow. Right. Like our, our uh, next door neighbor here in the building, Michael with Transworld. That's exactly right. And talk about connections with that guy. Dude. When we moved in our office furniture, the same day he was moving in his office furniture and we got down here at 7.30 in the morning and they'd already been here for half an hour. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't come just to bring our stuff. They came to bring Michael's stuff too. Right. So he was holding the door open for him the whole time. And literally we could have stayed home and they would have loaded our whole thing. Up. <laughs> well, it would have been great, but no. So we met him mm-hmm. and he, uh, actually is a business broker. So he lists and sells businesses and helps potential buyers buy businesses. Mm-hmm. You coach businesses. Talk about a good I'm bit of fixer. synergy. Right, the fixer. Which is why we had to get out of that. Uh, that was it. Catapult. What was that place called? Mm-hmm. Was it Catapult? We had to get out of there because the reason we wanted to join there was for the synergy. But when we were told that we couldn't talk about what we do, yeah, there. I how do you have synergy? It. How do yeah. you have synergy? Yeah, it's a co workspace, right? And I, I can't if I can't tell people who I am and what I do. What's the point? Hold the Barry Habib from uh, uh, MBS Highway used to be the mortgage market guide years ago. He sold that. Now it's MBS Highway. Told us a story at one conference that he came to years ago. This is probably 15 years ago. He got picked on every day. He'd carpool into his office to go do his mortgages, and every single time he went through the uh the uh the bridge in new york city to get into the city mm-hmm. he'd go over to the lane where they give you change and the reason he did that every day even though he had exact change was so he could give his business card to the attendant every single day he did that and his buddies in the car every day mercilessly mercilessly picked on him i loved hearing him tell this story everybody picked on him and like Barry, what are you doing? We're losing 10 minutes staying in this line. What are you doing? You got the change. You got the change. And he'd go, "Uh uh-huh. And he'd go through the line anyway and give him the card. Well, guess what happened during during the commute? One of the guys said to him, hey, Barry, you're the guy that gives me his business card every week. I need to refinance my home. Yeah. He did 50. I think that's what he said. It might have been more. He did 50 refinances 
with the bridge and tunnel group, he <laughs> became their lender. Oh, there you go. Because every single time he went into the city, he gave Tell his business people card. people who you are and what you do. It's so good. I was at lunch with a realtor about 16 years ago. And I said to her, she told me a story about how she was so angry because somebody in the parent-teacher organization that she was the vice president of bought a home without her. And she's like, I'm so furious. And I said, okay, well, let's talk about that. Why are you furious? Well, because I'm a realtor and she used, you know, so-and-so. And I said, okay, have you ever told her you're a realtor? And she made a weird face and said, well, no, that wouldn't be appropriate at those meetings. And I said, well, how can you be mad if she doesn't know? And this is what I said. You know what you should do if you don't want to talk about being a realtor? Wear a name tag. If you wear a name tag. There's a million ways to get around telling people. You can tell people without telling people what you do. Exactly. And the easiest way is, I guess, to wear a name tag. But another way is... In the course of conversation Mm -hmm. at a PTA meeting, you know, you can talk about, listen, I know that it's hard to get parents involved. I mean, as a realtor, I try to keep parents uninvolved. So I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's a hundred ways to do it. And that those are the little things I'm talking about. Right. You know, but, uh, but I got to give props to Michael, um, our neighbor, that's with trans world yes. because every single time we see that guy, he tries to make connections for he us. He is a connector for sure. Yeah. And, and that's great. And we're always, we're always asking people for their contact info mm-hmm. so that when we, we had another one of our neighbors came in and visited us in the office yesterday, you asked him, Hey, can you give me your card? So that if we ever run into somebody who needs what you do, we can connect you. And That's exactly sure, right. Th- there's so much good in that. So, And he connected me to his son who owns a construction company. Right. And is which a is great. Yeah. I mean, you, you need to talk about who you are and what you do no matter where you are. The name tag is the easiest thing. And the punchline to that story, I was wearing my name tag that day that said Home Loan Center, which is uh-huh. now gone by the wayside, that company. Right. And our waiter, it was as though I went there beforehand and tipped the waiter to do this. He walked over right after I said, you need to wear a name tag, and walked up to me, looked at my lapel, and said, oh my God, Home Loan Center, are you a lender? And I got a deal out of that. So there, there you, go. you go. Tell people who you are and what you do, and you'll be successful. And it's that simple. If you're in the grocery store... Don't be afraid to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you know somebody like Michael, Michael's not having a conversation about his business. He's having a conversation about other people's businesses that may be able to help you out. Yeah. And givers gain. He joined a BNI group, and that is he, their motto. Yeah, givers we were gain. talking about the mm-hmm. BNI groups, and and I helped start a BNI group in the Tri Cities mm-hmm. a few years ago, and. Um, their only Hall of Fame BNI group. That's by pretty the way. And and so yeah, he was talking about that and the and the Givers Gain, great book, um, and great mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. That's basically what can I do for everyone around me? That's right. Yeah, and it's even simpler if you boil it down to always be kind. Well, there you go. If you're always kind, life is super super easy. <laughs> 
Okay, so we talked about that. Let's go back to the mask mandate thing. I have a problem when a company, I walk in the door and a company uh, has a mask mandate, but there's no sign on the door uh-huh. and I get screamed at. That drives me crazy. Uh, well, there's a solution for that. First of all, you know, as we navigate the pandemic, mm-hmm. a lot of businesses, offices have a mask mandate. Right. But please, please, please train your people to greet and welcome the person coming in the door before they talk about the mask. And it's simple. It's hi, welcome. It was a comic book store. Hi, uh, yeah. welcome into so-and-so comics. Main Street Comics. Yeah. And it would be this easy. Hey, welcome into Main Street Comics. We're so glad that you're here. Do you guys happen to have masks that you could slip on for me? Right. Right. And that kid that was working there when we walked in that store... Um, really had a great attitude and was really, really nice, but because, you know, maybe 19 years old, freaked out about the pandemic, and that makes sense, um, started with, hey, 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 do you guys have masks? Yeah, it was very... Before, and we immediately, oh, yeah, sorry, put our masks on. Yeah, yeah, we had them, but, you know, know, it's not a, we're not doing a peaceful protest. We're not anti-maskers, as my son Benjamin says. No, we were walking around all over outside and didn't think of it. And now the CDC says, if you are outside and have been vaccinated, which I have, I'm fully vaccinated, by the way. I don't need a mask. I'm bulletproof. I can see around corners. I know you always say it's pretty magical. What did, you said it to that that person in the comic book store too. You said I, I've been double vaccinated, so if it, you've got COVID, blow right in my face. That's exactly like what that. I said to her. I said, no need to worry. I'm double vaccinated. So if you've got the vid, feel free, blow it right in my face. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'm glad you talked about that. That was. Uh, I, I I often entertain myself, but I like it that you were entertained by that. You know what I mean? No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. So, yeah, the mask thing is really, really um, important because I don't really think anybody wants to spread any kind of disease. Well, no, and it's just like what we were talking about. If you've got to, if you've got to say no, say it in a different way. If you've got to deliver bad news, figure out how to say it in a different way. Mm-hmm. If you've mm-hmm. got to enforce rules, you used to be the greeter, and now you're the you know the en- mask police enforcer. Right. Figure out how to do it in a different way. If you don't know how to do it, you can call me. <laughs> we actually talked about that because the Walmart greeters used to be sweet little old men and women who were in their late 70s, early 80s, who who would put a yellow sticker. Well, we're grandparents. We don't look like we're greeters at Walmart. That's what I mean. We are 30 years younger than greeters at Walmart. Correct. Mm -hmm. No, six-year-olds don't look at us and think, hey, there's Methuselah and Moses. There's Ruth. Nobody's doing that. Little six-year-olds aren't doing that. They're looking at us and they're thinking, grandpa and grandma. That's what they're thinking. The person at the store that greets them that used to have the happy, smiley face, yellow stickers, mm-hmm. 20 years older than us, minimum, maybe I don't 30. Know. But point being, they've <laughs> now become enforcers. And, and that is and, not you know, a good, that's not a good that. use. Yeah, that's not and a good then, use of their time. Yeah, figure out how to say it in a way that's, you know, cheerful and inviting and... Or have someone dressed as a security guard be the enforcer? Well, we went somewhere where there was, um, it was the Ulta Ulta. store Mm -hmm. in uh, North Lakeland. And they did have a security guard at the door. And that guy was the friendliest guy I've ever seen. 
I wanted to hire him on the spot. Absolutely. As an employee for something. When we walked in, he was cheerful and happy. And when we walked out, he asked us about our shopping experience. Yeah. Work and security. Yeah. Everybody can seem like they own the building if they have the right attitude. That yeah. guy does. That yeah. guy, you know what? That guy's Captain Alta to me. He's yeah. wearing his uniform. He's Captain Alta. And that's rare. And that's something to understand too. Your employees will never be as invested in the business as you, uh, as right. the owner right. are. They just won't. It, and don't expect them to be. Mm -hmm. You can't expect them to be. That guy is a very rare individual yes. who behaved that way. But you can train them up. You can coach them up to a higher level, a higher standard. And if they won't, you know, then you got to look at the environment that you've created in the company, in the office and the whatever, and how to make it more appealing. There's a whole formula for creating teamwork and getting buy-in to your vision and, and all that kind of thing mm -hmm. that, you know, I love to do. We watched companies. an episode of Undercover Boss recently that's got to be at least a year old. Um, that was about the walk-ons franchise, which started, well, not franchise corporation, which started in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, by two basketball walk-ons, two guys who did not have scholarships that walked onto the basketball team. Mm -hmm. They started this restaurant chain called Walk-Ons, right. um, and it was kind of fun watching it because years and years and years ago, right after they started it, I was involved in kind of their media uh, uh, buying strategy. Um, so it was neat to know those guys and then to see what's gone on since. Since then, Drew Brees has bought into the company. One of the partners has, you know, sold his shares and gotten out of the company, mm -hmm. but they're growing and they have a, a, a huge growth plan. It was interesting to hear that their number one store is in Lafayette, Louisiana, yeah. my hometown. We've eaten there. We have. And when you talk about there are things you can do to make teamwork happen, the assistant manager of that walk-ons did something at the start of the lunch shift mm -hmm. that was the coolest thing I think I've ever seen yeah, in a restaurant. Yeah, she did like a pre-service rally. Uh-huh. And said, let's get ready to rumble. And, and all they the people all were, were pounding the counters in the kitchen. You could tell that they do that every day. Let me tell you, uh, well, we high-fived right before we started on right, this show. Right, that's right. So we, you know, and there's a particular song that I play every time I'm um, in Washington State when I'm going in to meet with a, a client for a, a listing. Is it a Lil Wayne song? There's a, no, Is no, there no. make money? Mm, I'm mm, not going to tell you what it is because okay. that's just my okay. thing. But it's like my pregame. Is it Eye of the Tiger? No. It's the Eye of the Tiger. It's I'm sorry. Keep going. No. <laughs> but it's my pregame thing. Yeah. Right? Just like an athlete would have you. And I know... Um, some companies, some businesses do this. They'll have a pregame uh, meeting uh -huh. at the beginning of their day. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's really important. But how that meeting's conducted, who's conducting the meeting, all mm -hmm. that kind of thing mm -hmm. is really important. It can't just be... Yeah, you can't have ritual to have ritual. You have to be... It has to be bought on. Everybody has to buy into it. Yeah. And it has to be fun. Probably. There has to be an element of fun. And you can sure. do that. And that was a really cool clip to watch to see that they do that. And I don't think the owner knew they did that because he was undercover as the undercover right, boss. Right. And he looked surprised by it, mm -hmm. but impressed. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was a really cool show. And I bring it up because they're building a walk-ons here in Lakeland, Florida right now, uh-huh. two miles from our house. So I'm very excited about that. That's yep. good food. Walk-ons. I guess so. It's got a Cajun-y kind of Louisiana flair. It's not a Cajun place, but it's got a Louisiana feel. Okay. You know what I mean? They have some fried shrimp products. They have alligator meat, but that's Florida too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. You don't love alligator? No, I just, I don't get why it's shrimp and alligators, Louisiana. I don't know. Well, Whatever. because of the swamp and the Gulf of Mexico. There are alligators there and they have. I know, but a lot of restaurants have shrimp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's, there's a thing that happens in Louisiana cuisine that other places just don't have. Louisiana cuisine, a little spicy, really good. Go find a good Cajun restaurant and you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm still looking for one. <laughs> if you are listening to this and you know of or you operate a really great Cajun restaurant, send me your way. Or send, yeah, info. send me your send, way. Yeah, send yeah, me s- that, yeah, give me the Yes, I, I don't know what that means. Send me your way. Send me your way to your restaurant. Oh, do you know the way to San Jose? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> because I, I've, you know, had families Cajun food, but never. Right. And, and I got to tell you, it was any good. My extended family, Nathan's in-laws. Oh, they can put, throw down some food. Leah Gilbo. Yeah. And all those Gilbos and the flowers. Oh yeah. They can make some stuff. Yeah. I I loved it. (laughs) Chris Gilbo, who's, who's my sister-in-law's older brother. He was there at, at, when we went for Christmas, we went for Christmas not last year, but the year before. And uh, they were doing gumbo as the meal. Oh, and, so good. And here I am talking about how I put potato salad in uh, in my gumbo, oh, yeah. like Mac does. And Mac's like, oh, yeah. And Chris goes, you know that town, Dulac? And I said, yeah, Chris, I do. He says, Dulac you want. Yeah, he said that to me because <laughs> you were trying to get me to put potato salad in it. And he's like, no, no, leave her alone. Do like you, you want, want. Londa. Come yeah. on, Londa. <laughs> yep, I love it. So that's legit Cajun food. That's some good trash. My my favorite thing that Leah does, and she does it for me every single time, is cabbage rolls. And uh, I don't make that face. They're great. Uh, Have you had her cabbage rolls? I maybe don't you haven't care for cabbage well, rolls. Well, I gotta tell you, doing it the Cajun way is different <laughs> okay. than how you know. I'll have to try it out. Okay, Leah, this is for you. I need you to make cabbage rolls next time we're in Louisiana. I'll call you ahead of time. And let's not do the the cabbage roll casserole thing that you're doing where you're not actually doing the cabbage rolls. You let's want her do, to legit do the extra work. Ca- and I do roll them. It's spectacular. When she makes cabbage rolls, I want to slap my mom. And I'd have to find her and Dig her up. You need to <laughs> ask her for the recipe. I'll make it for you. I've That's asked. Easy. I've asked. I'll ask. Uh, you what ask you and it'll happen. Well, yeah, They'll send it to she'll me. think this poor girl just trying to learn some Cajun recipes for her husband. Well, yeah, I got to tell work. you, that's how it works. And <laughs> it works. It works. Uh, just like Bonnie, my sister-in-law makes gumbo every time I see her. She knows I love it. Yeah. Knows I love it, does it for me. People at the reunion think she's doing it for them. She's not. It's just for you. <laughs> okay. Um, we That's talked it. about the two things you really wanted to talk about, and yeah. that was how to better give bad news, right? Yeah. 
like the mask thing, that's that, there's an opportunity there to still sure. welcome someone into your into your building without, you know. Yeah. So there's well, that. Well, you, you Oreo the information, right? That's that's what it's commonly called. Welcome, toothy smile. So happy you're here. Yeah. Clearly you coming in has made my day, but hey, do you guys have masks? Yeah. Easy to do that. I'd super appreciate it if you could put those on so I don't get in trouble. That's so exactly we don't right. get in trouble. It's a you gotta sandwich it in between some goodness that's sincere. Or put a sign on your door. If you have a sign on your door, everyone will know to put it on before they come in. Well, still you still have to People don't always see that and you still have to do that. And sometimes, you know, when you have a customer or a client, you've got to call them with bad news. Figure out how to Oreo that. Put the the bad news is the cream in the middle. You know, let's get mm-hmm. some nice crispy cookies on each side that make it a little more palatable. And we talked about my favorite customer service experience of the week, Megan at Hillcrest Coffee. We did. She Kudos. really made it great. Good she job, really Megan. Did. Thank you. All right, this has been The Session with Londa and David. My name is David Austin, and across from me is my wife, Londa Sherwood Austin. And Londa, if people want to get in touch with you, for Sherwood Austin Business Growth Experts, how do they do it? Right now, they just reach out uh, by phone. They can call or text me. Okay, how about that number? Mm 509-491-2663. So, 509 461 491 2663. Uh huh. 509 491 2663. That's for it. For Sherwood Austin Business Growth Experts. Yep. Until we've got the website finished and all the, we got our marketing team on all that, but until it's revamped and overhauled and finished, that's the best way to get a hold of me. There you have it. And there it is. This has been the session.